I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going. That's great. We are uh, rocketing towards the end of the year, and as we get closer to uh, the end of 2020, uh, we want to remind folks that we are running an Extra Life promo where you can suggest some great zombie films for us to review. And uh, since we last recorded, not only have I been able to raise uh, over 1600 US dollars for sick kids in Toronto, so thank you everybody for the support, uh, we've got our first ZAMP donation and a suggestion for us to watch Hashtag Alive, uh, a movie we discussed in the listener feedback last episode, and um, we're going to watch it. Thanks to the lovely donation from Lonely Bob. Thank you so much, Lonely Bob. And we will get that on the docket. I, I think we can fit it in before the end of the year. I, I think I feel fairly confident about that. What do you think, Lou? I definitely think we can do that. And Lonely Bob is like our super fan. So thank you, Lonely Bob. Yeah, he's been around since the beginning. I mean, one could say like a lot of people have been around since the beginning, since they start listening from episode one for uh for reasons um but i will say this if you donate 15 dollars, you can suggest a zombie film you can go to bit.ly slash extra life ryan and if you want to throw in some extra change if if you can uh 50 will allow you to suggest three movies and pick one for an audio commentary lou and i would love to watch a movie for zamp and i, I think i might I, I might sweeten the pot a little bit if we i, I we didn't discuss this pre-show but like what if the person who donated the 50 bucks joined us for the audio commentary? Would would that not be a lot of fun? That could be fun. That could be fun. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll talk I'll, offline. I, I, and... I, I, no, if that's what you want to do, I'm down for whatever you want to do, but you just got to, you got to work out the schedule. That's true. I would have to work out the schedule, but uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun I, I, to have some fans jump in. It's for a great cause. A hundred percent of your donation goes to Sick Kids in Toronto, uh, which is a ch- children's miracle hospital, uh, and uh, they're all over the world, and they're very much looking for support with uh, this year and COVID and all that. So, uh, bit.ly slash extra life Ryan, and if you want to join us for an audio commentary and you donate that fifty dollars. You know what? The invitation is open. We will make it work, and uh, we will watch some fun zombie movies together and then put it on the feed. But uh, let's get into the show proper because we've got some news. Um, first, I should I should say, like, you haven't heard a new episode in a month. Um, we've had some scheduling, uh, and uh, but we are back, and we've got a butt-ton, a month, I should just say a month's worth of news to catch up well, on. Well, you can't say we didn't do anything. Last week, we put oh. up a video of you playing uh raise the dead which we're going to talk about tonight true and i i have some thoughts and some feedback yes we did do a video and hopefully that tied everybody over but we are going to wrap up our conversation on raise the dead later on but in terms of news i i always say lou we always say ah this is the last time we're covering this 
And then Call of Duty goes and does something different that re- I think requires a mention. And it looks like the Black Ops version of uh, the newest Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War, Zombies Onslaught mode has been revealed and is a PlayStation exclusive for one year. Uh, Lou, I'm going to guess you have some pointed thoughts on this because I, 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 I know how your gaming I mean, mind works. So go. Uh, I want to hear it. Well, okay. So good on PlayStation for getting this for a year. Like, that's a great get for them. But I'm kind of sick of Call of Duty, and I keep seeing... Okay, if I get one more YouTube commercial when I'm watching YouTube for Black Ops Cold War, I'm going to scream. It, it's the <laughs> same commercial over and over and over it's and over same, again. It's um, Ronald Reagan lookalike thing, right? And yeah, it's so yeah. jarring. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I get it. Ronald Reagan. Great. Why don't you show me some more of this game? And it's like the same clip over and over and over again. And I'm like... Man, they need a new commercial. Yeah. And again, I enjoyed Call of Duty in the past. uh, And I know that it still sells well. I mean, if it didn't, Activision wouldn't make it. But I don't know. It's just not for me anymore. Yeah. Now, this is not the entirety of the Zombies offering for uh, it's Black It's just Ops the Cold Onslaught War. mode. It's just the Onslaught mode. I don't know if this is something that has been offered previously, but this is a two-person zombie experience that is meant to be fast-paced and absolutely brutal. So that is exclusive for one year to the PlayStation platform. Um, I mean, this week was next generation of consoles, so if you happen to pick up a PlayStation 5 and you're a Call of Duty fan... You can enjoy some additional content for a year that your friends on Xbox and PC cannot. So uh, hopefully, hopefully that's that makes someone happy. Uh, I don't know. It's exclusives are 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 a weird thing to process this day and age. Um, but uh, let's go into the next little story here. A little news bit. We're getting some more information on the Netflix show Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which is the animated television show that's going to be coming to Netflix. It's Yeah, it's the animated CG, and it's done in the same vein of the CG movies that they have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Which have been fairly well rev- like, rev- um, they're not, received. They're not, they're not amazing, but if you've played the games and enjoyed the games they're pretty much like the cutscenes of the games yeah and i think that's where they really benefited those old i remember they were kind of and funny kind of in lockstep with the live action movies they'd have a live action movie one year and then a cg movie the next and those cg movies really they don't do much for expanding the audience but they do great for fan service because they very much felt like you said video game um cuts you know and on that note, the new one coming to Netflix is officially canon. Like it's part of the Resident Evil canon, which I think is the. I never d- cool. I, like the, like to me this wasn't news. I just assumed it would be because those movies are considered canon to the series as well. So when I heard this, I was like, "Was there any doubt?" I I, I don't think the live action series is are gonna in the movies are gonna be canon, but that's different. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, there might have been a little bit of doubt just in the sense that it's so hard to know what's connected. Like, usually when something's connected, it's explicit. Like, I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe has kind of set up this uh, this notion that if it's not 
absolutely connected. It's not connected. And you saw that with their ABC shows and some of the other spinoffs they did where it's like, yeah, it's Marvel, but it's like, you know, side Marvel. It's not, it's not Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's interesting to see Netflix, you know, confirm and Capcom confirm this is canon because I think this, the live action stuff is kind of targeted more at expanding the audience and obviously they're taking more risks with that with the new live action film which is which is basically going to be resident evil one and two adapted uh but the the animated stuff that they do is is it's for the fans like i don't think i don't think people who know nothing about resident evil are like oh i'm gonna watch this like you know anime I, i i could be completely wrong i think for our show, zombie fans who may not, I don't know if you're, you can be a zombie fan and know nothing of Resident Evil, but I'm sure it's possible. Uh, there is that sub grouping that would maybe latch on to this and not know anything or care that it's canon. But I, I think it's great that it's canon. I think it's it's good so, that they're confirming. So, uh, so I got a question for you. Yeah. They're saying that this is going to be out sometime in 2021. How early in 2021 do you think this is coming? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, Netflix is weird. They don't really adhere to to dates. I mean, Capcom is going to be promoting Resident Evil Seven, it or Eight rather, which is supposed to be coming out later this year. Uh, but I could see it being a summer or late winter. You know, I, I'm calling March. March. That'd be a good amount. I mean, February I, I... seems to be the Capcom target, right? That's when. Uh, Resident Evil 2 came out, Resident Evil 3 came out. It was in the January February time frame, was it not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so- I but I'm but I'm thinking March uh cuz they've shown us enough cutscenes and they've shown us enough stuff from this that it seems like they're pretty far along in development. So, I'm guessing that this is pretty close to releasing at this point. Uh and that I'm guessing we're going to probably get it sometime about March. Mm-hmm. I could see that. That makes sense. Um, something we're not going to get before March, 2021 is resident or resident evil rainbow six quarantine. Now I gut checked with you as to whether this was zombie related. And I think we still are unsure if it's zombie related, but it can be easily uh, be mistaken to be zombie related. But the rainbow six quarantine was like this weird co-op experience where you were kind of fighting a virus. And there was like an assumption that monsters were involved so we're making the leap here and just I figured it'd be easier to inform our listeners that uh, Ubisoft has delayed uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine and uh, also Far Cry 6 into their fiscal year of April 2021 through March 2022. So uh, if you're... I can't say I'm surprised. A lot of stuff's getting pushed back. So Yeah. I mean, it's it's a smart move on Ubisoft's part. I mean, I mean, even... I mean, and, and and the fact is, is if it was coming and if it was initially called for February 2021... I would have expected more cutscenes and more trailers by now. Yeah, we've seen nothing since we've seen nothing an so. E3 ago. Like we haven't even seen anything this year. I think no, we haven't. So I haven't been watching the Ubisoft Forward stuff. So I I could be. So I'm, I'm guessing that this is not this is this was not a big surprise to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, another news bit here. This one coming from our Discord channel, which you can check out at bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. Uh, someone in the chat, uh, I want to give credit, but uh, I will look that up in a second. Uh, the Walking Dead is adding Hillary Burton as Negan's wife, Lucille. And the interesting part about that is that Hillary Burton is actually uh, the real life partner uh, of uh, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. 
So yeah. that is that is very exciting. I, I think that they're adding this. I don't know if we get much information here, but uh, the idea would basically be flashbacks. Do you feel like this is, do we know if this is for the tales or is this sort of the extension of season 10 that we're getting like a knee uh, in They episode? have not said what this is for up at, like like completely yet, but my guess is going to be that this is going to have some kind of tie-in to the six episodes that got added to this season. I wouldn't be surprised if this is him explaining to somebody his story of how he ended up as Negan. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm seeing here uh, in the article that it is in fact for the additional episodes of season 10 and uh, the fact uh, the boss tuna was the person who dropped that bit of news in the discord. And it kind of makes sense that it's going to be part of the additional um, season 10 episodes. It is being filmed during COVID. And uh, I mean, Hillary uh, Burton Morgan and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, they're in the same social bubble. Not much extra work to uh, kind of throw her in with the Walking Dead bubble and do some filming. And it kind of reduces costs. It kind of helps when, you know, you have a, you know, a partner or a relative that is also a great actor or actress and you can kind of bring them in. And and, and not only that, but if it's a flashback, they don't have to include anybody else from the regular cast. For anything, they could probably film this in a week. You know what I mean? And yeah. be done with it. Yeah. So I mean, at this point, it sounds like it'll be more of like a like a cameo slash guest type thing. And uh it, it also opens up the possibility of doing f- further stuff because they did have that Negan focused comic side story. And I, th- I I seem to remember Robert Kirkman doing more of a, a flash forward Negan series or talking about doing like a post They did they they did a one-off, right. like limited run series of Negan in the future. They did okay, but they did so they did both. They did like a Negan book that was pre-apocalypse, and then and they have done a comic, a, a post-ending comic. Okay, um, Lou, how do you feel about Zombie Christmas? Um, a Zombie Christmas special. I feel like this is a bad idea. <laughs> Well, uh, The Walking Dead has announced their first ever Christmas special, and you've heard it here first. Lou is a Grinch. Um, but no, I'm just kidding. This this very much sounds well, like Talking Dead with uh, lights fixtured up across the wall. Like, I, I don't well, know if this uh, is anything. Okay, okay, so the thing that annoys me about all of this is, is that Walking Dead is on season 10. Yes. You know what I mean? They've done this. Uh, they've never done anything like this before. I don't understand why they're doing it now. It it just seems like they're trying to cash it again. Uh, what do we keep? What do I keep saying? AMC keeps trying to cash in on this cash cow before it dies, and it, 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 I feel like they're beating a dead horse. And at this point, I'm like, okay, holiday special. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, this is the, the I, I'm I'm looking further in. Like, this is basically a, a Talking Dead special it is the walking dead holiday special but it is exclusively streaming on amc plus next month which would be in december and uh it uh we're gonna have faces from the flagship series joined by some of the spinoffs fear the walking dead and walking dead world beyond uh people are still holding out hope that andrew lincoln even you know blinks on at the camera uh shows up for a split second but um it it sounds like just a uh like a like a a universe celebration 
for The Walking Dead at at the holidays. What, can I, I can I can I be honest with you? You yeah. know what I think they're gonna do here? What are they gonna do? We're gonna get we're gonna get the 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 Rick tease. That's what we're gonna get at Christmas. And it's that's funny. what they're gonna do. I I, I they, could see that for sure. They they're gonna literally give us a trailer or something for the Rick movie. That's what they're gonna do with this. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would love to see a trailer for the Rick movie. I, I, I feel like they could have been, they could be, or could have been filming for the last couple months into December, and they could cut some quick footage. I mean, we saw how, how much hype they were able to build with that Batman trailer with like just six weeks of filming. So, and there's all, there's talk of like, you know, Spider Man Three's been filming for a week now, and they're already talking about giving us some teaser footage in December, like there. But in specific of this Rick movie stuff, they need to show us something. We've gotten nothing outside of like an animated title screen. And I think that we've gone too long with too little information, including an eight year time jump in the main show that has just made. Yeah, this and there's been worse. and there's been too many just teases. Yeah. And they're not even teases that like explain anything. It's like it's like Michonne finds Rick's phone. <laughs> someone Great. doodled on a phone like scratched into it and it's like what are you doing man those things are worth money um, but, uh, 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 but I, i'm not saying that that's a bad thing but i'm just saying why couldn't they have done that two seasons ago they could have why are we why are we doing that now i i have no idea but i mean the idea behind a holiday special like when i hear when i hear christmas specials i think of um like the Doctor Who specials, like literal uh, Christmas specials. No, yeah, well, yeah, I think that. But I also think of the Star uh, Star Wars Christmas special from 1978. <laughs> Those don't ex- that doesn't exist. What are you talking about? Yes, it does, sir. It was the introduction of Boba Fett. Oh, there is an right. animated there is an animated Boba Fett and Wookie sing uh, uh, sing a Christmas carolly song thing. And there's a life, there's a life day spe- thing. It's awful. Go look it up on YouTube and then cry about Star Wars. I mean, I, I, I know it exists. I'm, I'm just obviously playing with people, but uh, yeah, they they actually released a new Lego one, so um, that might, one might be worth checking out. Uh, I think that um, I, it would be interesting to see more holidays celebrated in The Walking Dead. They've oddly like kind of skipped over all of them in my mind uh which is odd because as you know when it comes to humanity you'd think they'd kind of like try to hold on to dates and tradition but they've really kind of moved like it's all about survival and i find that kind of odd now that i'm thinking about about this though in the show we're going on what what is it like a decade Mm. you know if of people living in the apocalypse or more than a decade at this point uh at how would you even know what holiday it, it is Christmas anymore? It's uh, people at this point have probably lost count of what they just know. It gets cold, so it must be winter. Oh, it's spring. the The snow is a melting. Like, like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a song. The snow is a melting. You know that. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying that I wouldn't know it's December specifically. True, I guess. I mean, like, there's got to be someone who can science it and figure out kind of what day it is based on sun and are any of these people that smart eugene 
Eugene is about the only person of the group that could come up with this. Well, then but what you're saying is they could they could do but it. He's too, but he's too busy trying to f- flirt with the lady on the radio. True. He's always after somebody. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, that's solid logic. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you only have so much brain to go around. Um, okay. Well, look forward to that. I mean, we will, we will most likely, no offense to Chris Hardwick, but we will probably just read an article if there's anything worth reporting out of this Christmas special. If they say that, if, if some, if, if I see something that says it's like the most amazing thing ever, I'll probably try and watch it. But I know that I'm going to probably look at whatever it is they say and go, ha, glad I didn't watch that. I will say this about the Talking Dead format. I think it, it is it is nice for super fans who want to squeeze every little bit of information out of every episode of The Walking Dead. But at the end of the day, it is just a press junket um outside of like the major bombastic episodes where they get some of the 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 producers and the stars and the directors on so they can kind of like go into the nuance of a specific story or scene usually like the end of a season and beginning of a season they've got like a good sort of after show setup but the in-betweens it's more or less like a jimmy fallon type thing where they're just having a talk you know um it's not i usually watch like one or two a year at the like banner episodes as opposed to the in-betweens. It's too much. Uh, uh, for, for, for me, I don't watch them and not because I have anything against anybody doing them. Uh, I feel like they take away from the show for me. Yeah. What uh, do you mean? Uh, like they just, um, there's too much there. Uh, or? The, uh, I'm already overwhelmed with the fact that there are like, there's fear the walking dead. There's regular walking dead. There's walking dead beyond. There's walking dead telltale. There's, there's all these other, there's the comic books, there's everything else. The last thing I want to do is see these people outside of their costumes talking about filming, and it will just take me more and more out of the show. You know, the joke is, is that I, that I overanalyze the show and make predictions that end up coming right. If I watch these shows, I would, I don't even know if I, if I, I don't, it would take so much more of the enjoyment out of the show for me. I don't know if I can would be able to even watch the show anymore. Yeah, I think you would you're you're I don't want to speak for you, but I think you're already at peak Walking Dead to add more to it. I mean, if we want to do a quick gut check here, like you've obviously watched the season 10 finale because we talked about it. Um, have you watched any Fear the Walking Dead or or beyond? Nope. nope. Oh. And I'll say this, like I watched the first few episodes, the first three episodes of World Beyond and the first two episodes of Fear. Fear is really strong, but I've I've kind of been saving it up. There's been a lot of other stuff going on. And we, and we are going to talk about Fear, not tonight, but soon before the end of the year, World Beyond as well. No, but- and, and, and I'll be honest with listeners. It's not that I don't want to watch either one of these shows. It's just... I've got other stuff going on. I've been dealing with the baby and the baby finally gets put down and I go, ah, I want to relax. What do I want to watch and relax? No, I don't want to watch the shows. That's going to stress me out. Yeah. I and feel you there. And that's kind of my perspective is, is as much as I enjoy walking dead in general, it it's stressful to watch. And with everything that's been going on, it's not my like, Oh man, like I will outright tell fan listeners. Last, well, the last couple of seasons of 
like Fear the Walking Dead, like I couldn't wait episode to episode. Or I would at most let them build up to be like two episodes and then watch two of them back to back. And like it wasn't a chore. It was exciting. And with everything going on in the world right now, I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, I can wait. Yeah. I mean, and, it's nothing and, wrong again, and again, and again, and again, the reviews I read, uh, the, the reviews I've heard from both you and read online of, of World Beyond, I'm, I'm not ready to watch that until a whole season's done because I'm going to want to just watch it and be done with it. Um, I find things like that where people are skeptical after like one or two episodes. I would rather be able to lump it all together and make my decision then mm-hmm. than watch it week to week and be disappointed week to week. Well, I'll say this about World Beyond. I was right in the sense that all my news feeds um, obviously have, you know, Google News has figured out this guy likes Walking Dead, um, will pop up an article every couple of weeks, maybe once a week, usually around a Monday, and it's like, here's the post-credits stinger of World Beyond that gave you more looking, more look at the, the Civic Republic or whatever, CRM. And uh, as expected, there's going to be... A, I'm not trying to disparage the show. I think it's really well shot. It's very Walking Dead. Um, but there are some problems with it in, in terms of like resetting some of our expectations for characters in, in The Walking Dead. That's all I'll say. We'll get to it. We'll talk about it. Um, but I think that... It, can, it, okay. I, I, I have an opinion. I, I mean, even as someone that hasn't seen World Beyond, but if you think about it, you know, I can understand the concept of the, the, the main characters being teenagers and afraid to kill their first zombie. Like, I can get, get through that, but that's, that's a one-episode plot line. If you pull, that, you pull that, that trick over the course of a season for the whole season, then you're doing your fans a disservice. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and an excellent example of that is the new character that got added to regular Walking Dead uh, that Eugene and Ezekiel and that other lady find. The, 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 the chick that set up traps and stuff. You know, in all honesty, you don't really see her killing any zombies and it doesn't look like she's running around killing zombies. She set up some traps and stuff and that's great. But to me, she feels almost like, like, just getting by. You know what I mean? Like to me, she feels like one of those teenage characters from World Beyond that doesn't want to kill zombies or doesn't know how to kill zombies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think what I, what I was trying to say is basically like I think if you, the World Beyond is something that is going to if it to be like as not really negative but just be kind of like blunt is that it can be boiled down to is here are the top five things that connect world beyond to the rick movies because it involves crm and i think that's where you struggle with this connected universe where you're not balancing you're not doing a proper balancing act in that the crm stuff and the, the you know the mystery there and the answers that they're drip feeding you is more interesting than the 50 minutes of television that comes before it and i think that's that's the struggle that's with the first few episodes. And it is and it is sad, but you're right. Like from the perspective of watching the first few episodes and getting that feeling, it's not to say that over the course of a twelve episode season that it's not gonna balance out. And uh the anyways, we'll 
we will certainly talk about it and we'll have plans that we'll announce um, probably uh, in Discord and on Twitter and Facebook as to like what our plans are for the rest of the year in terms of how much of World Beyond and stuff we're going to cover. But I just wanted to give people an idea of where we stood in terms of uh, of that content. But um, it's all solid Walking Dead like visuals. So if you're looking for more Walking Dead, this is certainly more Walking Dead. And um, I've I've not I love the Fear of the Walking Dead characters. They're all they're all great. They've got a good roster there, even if Madison is still you know off the chessboard. But uh, let's uh, let's move into our main topic of the episode, which is Raise the Dead. We've been teasing this for a while. Both Lou and I have codes that we were able to check out raise the dead and uh we've been waiting quite a while for this now lou you reminded me that you played this at pax like what six years ago while we were doing the show uh back in like 2012 wow or 2013 or something like that so it's been a long time coming this is a kickstarted game um actually it's funny enough we could probably get the year if we look up the kickstarter for uh for raise the dead but um we both played, I think um, we both got about, uh, we got to the halfway mark in the game. We're still work, working our way through it, but we were able to form some solid thoughts. As Lou teased, there is a video available at youtube.com slash zombies ate my podcast, where Lou and I play through a couple levels and give you an idea of what the game houses. But um, yeah, like let's, let's jump into this. Like Lou, do you want to take a stab at trying to like describe the main concept of the game? Like, it is Pikmin with zombies. Yeah. We did I, it. Like 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 that is exactly what the game is. Uh yeah, you are like the lead zombie lord. Ha ha ha. <laughs> uh and you pick up various types of zombies like the dog zombies and regular zombies and I forget what the third type is, but there's four types of zombies and I can't remember what the other two are. Um and you basically use them to solve puzzles. Like you wander into an area and there'll be a new type of enemy and you have to figure out how to fight them. Oh, I hit them with the dog first, then send the regular zombies in. Or I hit them with a regular zombie and then have the dog attack afterwards. Or use one of the other types of zombies to uh, basically draw in the attacks while you do other things. Or the new enemy that you meet is a guy with a gun, so you have to wait and hide behind... You, you're, you and your zombies have to hide behind some barrels while you wait for him to empty his clip, and then while he's reloading, you attack. Like there are really interesting mechanics and things that you do, but I will say this: it's getting middling reviews, and I can understand why. Yeah. Um, and before we go further, it was uh, announced Sony's 2013 E3 press conference, so you probably would have uh, played it in 2014. I would guess, unless you, is your PAX, is your PAX that's close, that's PAX, it's the March East. PAX, right? It's the, it's the PAX East. So is that September or March? I can't remember which way. Which uh, that's March. March. Yeah, so you would, so 20, still six, seven years since it was um, announced. I played it before it was linked to Sony. Right. Oh yeah, okay. So you would have played it even earlier than that. Well, yeah. it's it's been around for a while, but yeah, like I think, um, the game is interesting from the perspective I, that sorry go ahead i was say i love its art direction um i love the character design uh the world layouts are, are interesting uh the thing i don't like about it is i don't like the controls 
Yeah, the controls are... It's, uh, it, it, and, and for a game that's been in development for like seven years, it's buggy. Yeah. The the control the controls are, are cumbersome, especially at the very beginning. So I struggled a lot with the first level, and there's a reason we didn't like do our video. Um I try to I try to get, you know, a good idea of what the game is before we jump in, although mind you, with Left 4 Dead the last stand, we we jumped in from the get-go of that level that they added. But we had a general idea of what the game was. We knew the quality going in. But with Raise the Dead, the first level, you do start as there's some story set up. It's um it services the gameplay and I mean it for me it didn't like I wasn't interested in the story. I wasn't interested in the character development. I just wanted to control some zombies. That was my drive. But the first chapter is you being raised ray you've been raised from the dead and you you have this light bulb sticking out of your head but you don't get to control zombies in the first good chunk of the first chapter you are walking around and it's and it's slowly teaching you the controls of you ray um which is like the movement and the melee attack but you you can't move quickly and they 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 put you up against your first boss very early on and it's you basically fight your, you fight your first boss within like the first 10 minutes of the game yeah, and in that it's very early, but in that boss fight, you are moving at a snail's pace. You are having to uh, mash the melee button after you dodge a specific attack that stuns the boss, and it's not at all sort of it's relevant, but it's not at all connected to what makes this game fun, which is when you have a zo- an army of zombies of various types, and you're going across the map attacking people and, and doing boss fights. So we, we, we included all that in our video, but we did not include the first chapter, which has literal set my controller down, hopefully peacefully and walk away moments. Like I struggled with that first chapter and it, and, and it, I didn't want to let it sort of color my overall opinion of the game but it has to be said it's not a great intro level it's no um, it, it's a it's a, a really it's a really bad intro level um and they do a, a flashback sequence in the first level to give you an idea of what it's like to control zombies once you're about to start getting your first zombies hmm. and they go back it, it, I, I think you showed part of that that with uh, the video we did where they were doing like training in it like with with a dojo so they could learn karate and and, and that's clever and neat but those sec- segments go on forever like they should be like two minutes and you're and you're done mm-hmm. and they're more like 20 minutes and you're done and it it's like it, to me they take you out of the game they've they do some some more than others i think the first one is bad it it's not as bad as others um i think my favorite flashback scene was the trick-or-treating one um Mm -hmm. it wasn't as bad and it and it kind of played to uh it it played it played well to its strengths in that you were you were collecting kids who were being bullied and you were you were building sort of this you you were strength in numbers by going through this town and it was a really cute and neat idea but like the first chapter the first flashback was you trying to have your kids survive this like horrific bus crash that has set like an entire valley on fire with infinite spawning trees that are rolling down a hill it, it's um it's definitely tutorial but like 
it's hit and miss. And that's the problem with the flashbacks is they're more miss than hit. Uh, the fl- the trick or trick or treating one is very good. The one we included in the video was like this weird like training montage one that is just it felt it went on for too long. It's clearly like a joke on Karate Kid, but like it's not. It's not. It's not as fun as the zombie portions, which are my favorite part of this game. And yeah, all the zombie stuff, all the zombie portions, are great fun once once you get your mind around the controls. Because I mean, you know, Pikmin. And and, and I and I want to say I'm not saying that I think the controls are totally bad. Hmm. Um. Uh. Like I like that. That like you use the I think it's the right bumper as your attack, and. To send your zombies out, you aim with one button, and then you hit the A button, which is the red button, so they send out the red z- red things. And then the B button is is the green thing, so you send out the green things. I probably have that backwards, but you you get my idea. Is like that that sort of thing is good. My gripe comes with the character movement. I kept finding I would get stuck on something that wasn't there. Like, I would be pushing right, and then all of a sudden, Ray would stop moving, and I'd be like, oh, if I hit some kind of imaginary wall or something, and then I would let go of the analog stick and then push right again, and then Ray would move again. And I was like, what is going on? I mean, I thought it was my controller at one point, and I changed the batteries in it, and I was still getting that problem. And it was, I, and to me, that felt like a bug. And when you're doing those, the, the, the boss fights, Sometimes the boss fights revolve around you being able to time your dodge. And when all of a sudden you get stuck on nothing uh, and, and you're dying because, you know, the controls are not responding for you, that, it, it, that just, that ruined, that ruined my experience for me. Um, I keep hoping that they're going to, they, they've released several updates since we got our copies of it. And I keep going back in and hoping that, like, maybe they fix the control sticking thing I keep having. And they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, there are there are clear moments in the zombie and the flashback scenes where um, the geometry of the level can get in the way of, of the control of a character. And um, specifically the the hazards uh i remember a level where you're controlling zombies and there's like electrified water on the ground and you're made you're meant to sort of navigate through that water or around there's like a clear path and there's a button you push i think it's the uh the shoulder one of the left shoulder buttons and it's the left trigger i think yeah left trigger and that pulls your group in to kind of tighten formation and you have a limited amount of time you can do it because it drains your, your energy bar but that allows you to kind of like swiftly maneuver but like one zombie steps a toe in and they're like stunned and just like in pikmin you got to like whistle to them to get them out of the water or they die and i I would i would often lose a good chunk of characters because that path was so narrow and i had to be so finite and the controls are a bit floaty with that stuff like they're not they're not um they're not forgiving and uh yeah those moments like that's the thing is like there's this game is very much you know two steps forward you know, one and a half for, steps back. Like, yeah, and for everything charming, like I love this '80s aesthetic that it does. Uh, like the first boss is—I I think I've said this before. Uh, when I interacted with the first boss, you probably didn't notice, but it is the tall man from the Phantasm movies. 
And the gimmick and joke is, is he's throwing these balls with blades on them. And that's what the tall man in Phantasm kills people with. He has these giant silver spheres with drill bits in them that drill into people's heads and stuff. And that's pretty much what you're fighting in the first boss fight. And I thought that was super clever until I tried to dodge the ball and then got hit because the controller made me stick in place. And I mean, and then you go on to the next thing and there's constant throw-ins where they, uh, you're fighting a bunch of punks in the the graveyard in like the first or second chapter. And a, a bunch of them look like actors that did like vampire movies in the, in the eighties in like their makeup. Uh, like it's very, very, very clever. And I appreciated all of that, but I just felt like, and for everything it did great like i i'm probably going to go back to this in a, it, it, and finish it eventually uh I, like I, I really want to but i've got to be in the mood for it and i keep hoping for a like a good update if there was a good update to this i would have probably played through this thing in a weekend and i would get so frustrated with the controller the controls that i would be like yep yeah, nope i'm dying and it's not my fault uh, I need to walk away from this or I'm going to get angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, again, really enjoy the zombie portions. The, the, the writing is really clever. Everything mm-hmm. is really funny. Uh, like I said, I, I was enjoying my experience with it, but it was just the bugs that kept taking me out of it. Uh, and then the other thing that took me out of it is you're constantly finding like headstones and other things and it was a Kickstarter game, so they 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 told everybody they would put their name on a on a headstone, and I kind of hoped that that gimmick would die out after the first chapter, and <laughs> it doesn't. They do it to you the whole game. Nah, those are optional. I mean, like it, it, it like you don't have to click on them all but i mean i'm sure if you find them all something happened even if it's an achievement but yeah, yeah that that is the kickstarter thing like oh well, you know get your name in the credits get your name in some sort of like collectible thing i think uh, bloodstained had like all the portraits there was a level for portraits um i think there's like a hundred and some odd gravestones you can find and and some of them are clever but some of them are just like bob you know it's not yeah. uh some of them are funny some of them are just people's names and i've played plenty of games that do that like like you said sir uh uh uh, bloodstain had that but in bloodstain unless you knew that it it just looked like people that were making the game included pictures of themselves in the background and that was cool to me you know what i mean and this is like it literally like you'll see a glowy thing you'll be like oh i gotta go over there oh it's another headstone Mm -hmm. yeah no that's true like and i mean and uh, and i mean if that's what they promised people, that's what they promised people. I just felt that there was a better way they could have incorporated that. Yeah. There, there is another collectible, which is the, uh, the batteries you can find. Those are a little harder to come by and aren't necessarily like marked as like, here's a giant glowing thing you need to find. Sometimes it's a radio that you need to like interact with. Uh, you need to do a little environmental puzzle or you need to like, you know, make a choice and you can get a battery, but like it's, um, the the I, I really enjoy the zombie sections. I think that uh the more zombies you get to control of, the more fun it is because you are literally able to, you know, notice the patterns in your enemies and then swarm them. And that is what makes being on this side of the zombie genre 
interesting because you are in control of the horde as opposed to trying to avoid or take out the horde. So you really f- you really find that fun, like in Pikmin or in uh, Overlord, which was another similar game. You are just swarming your enemies with your minions, and you're just sitting back and enjoying your. Or um, as in the original Stubbs the Zombie, that this was supposed to grab its inspiration from. Uh, if you've never played Stubbs the Zombie, I recommend f- digging up a copy for regular Xbox or finding a ROM of it somewhere and playing it on an emulator. It is hands down the best zombie game ever made. I've never played it. I always wanted to. Um, Stubbs the Zombie is it? Uh, is is it like in Rebel Without a Pulse? Came out in two thousand five. Uh, if 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 you want a copy of it, they go on eBay for like a hundred and fifty bucks. Oh wow! Really? I wonder yeah. if there's a way you can like digitally buy it. Uh, nope. It is not on any service. Huh. I still have my copy. And it was an Xbox game? Xbox One. Is it Xbox? I mean, Xbox, reg, reg, regular Xbox. Is it backwards compatible? Like, that's the real question. Like, uh, backwards compatibility for Stubbs the Zombie. Uh, it was on 360. Mm, yeah. It doesn't sound like it's on the backwards compatibility list. Sounds like it, it's uh, it, it, it runs on the original Halo engine, yeah. Even, yeah, you're right. You even use the Halo engine. Love to see a sequel or even a remaster. I mean, and, you and, can probably and, find and, a playthrough on YouTube, right? So, I can't express how much fun that game is. Um, it's literally like playing Halo, but instead of being Master Chief, you're using your zombies to attack people instead of guns. Oh, so similar to uh. The original concept for Halo, which was an RTS, wasn't this made by one of the co-creators, like of, uh, of Halo? Like I remember it being. Like, a big uh, I deal. believe some of the people that worked on this also made Raise the Dead. Yeah, Alexander Seropian. That sounds so familiar. Yeah. Yep. Developer of the Marathon Myth and Halo video game series. So he he kind of offshot from uh, from Bungie and went over to make this game, and he was the he was the lead. I say designer. So there you go. Uh, a little bit of stubs, a little bit of raise the dead, but uh, yeah, the raise the dead is available on steam and PS4. And I think it retails for, I think like 20 bucks. It's uh, it, it is an indie game. So like, I mean, it's a, it's a quick pickup. Yeah. $20 Canadian. So it's a, it's a good price. Add it to your wish list. Check it out. I think it's, um, I think there's a lot there to love. Like if you are a zombie fan and you are craving zombie experiences, specifically the video game variety, you can't go wrong with this one because it's unique. You've not played anything like this outside of Stubbs the Zombie, but uh, it's it's worth checking out from from a perspective of you enjoy zombie content and we're not getting much of it these days. And yes, there are some core issues with the game from a controls perspective, but the games this is based off of they all have those similar contr- cumbersome controls in terms of controlling your your units and stuff like console rts's of this variety are are very can sometimes be difficult but i find that there's um there's there's a lot of interesting stuff and as you progress through the game there is less of that tutorial fluff and like flashbacks and stuff and it's more you progressing through levels with your horde of zombies trying to figure out a way to to get past your enemies and 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 go again as, as, as my time with it i would say it's a good six or seven out of ten 
That's yeah. the way I would. Uh, that's what if I had to give it a rating, that's what I would say. Is it's good? It's just it, it, I was expecting more. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go with uh with seven, seven or out of ten around there. Like I'm when I I don't often put numbers to games when I when I review them or even preview them. It's like numbers are so tough, and I I would scale higher because I if I like a game I like it, so I I tend to review it higher. But I would say seven, you know uh 7.5 something like that like it's there's 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 a lot here to love but it's it struggles early on which can be tough when you recommend a game and say oh it's really good but you got to get through the first you know hour and in this case yeah you do need to get through the first hour before it really starts to click and you get that you get that fun um that good fun without sort of the interruptions and but the interruptions do do occur throughout the game you are getting those flashbacks and i, I i'm halfway through and they're, they, they're still, they're still coming fast and furious. So, um, check it out, check out the video, listen to our thoughts here. And hopefully, uh, you know, you can check it out for yourself because I think it's as a zombie experience, it's, it's, um, it's worth taking a look at, uh, Lou coming up though, for Zamp, we are going to have discussions for the premiere episodes of the world beyond and fear the walking dead season six. Uh, as we teased earlier, we are, we are both, um, you know uh we're we have not watched all of them yet we're not caught up but the plan is to discuss them uh in our future episodes um maybe even our next episode so uh we will uh we will we will look at that in the near future we will have more details we'll we'll put a tweet out there we'll we'll discord it but also as mentioned we are going to be talking about hashtag alive thanks to our lovely Extra Life donor. And uh, you can look forward to all of that before the end of 2020 as we have three or four episodes left, I think. So lots of fun coming our way. Uh, Lou, shall we jump out of here? Yes, we shall, sir. All right, good, sir. Well, uh, we've got our Zamp Discord, as mentioned earlier. Go to bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. I want to thank the patrons at patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. It's a great way to directly support the show. If you enjoy our content, um, uh, all of your support goes directly into the show and providing you with more zombie goodness. Uh, you can go to our website, zombies ate my podcast.com email us info at zombies ate my podcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook, whichever social platform you prefer. We're on there. You can follow on Twitter myself. You can follow me at R Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. Finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You're seeing it more prominently on our website and also on your podcatcher of choice. You can find more of his work at joelduggan.com. Lou, as always, I want to exit the show with some fantastic Busy Zombie Lord knowledge. Drop it on me. Happy birthday, cool kid. 